Hello, Sarah here, interrupting your regularly scheduled podcast. You might notice that this episode has some audio issues. Unfortunately, we have been unable to find the time to re-record. Hopefully you can still enjoy. Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Rhea Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Rhea Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and little sister... Sazamats. Biology, a level topic by topic, to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. We hope that you incorporate us into your revision as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weekly topics, or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Yes. 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 Episode 10. Episode 10. And it's a milestone episode for us. It is. And I'm hosting today's episode. Just me. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> We've got two special guests with us today. Yep, our two other sisters. If you'd like to introduce yourselves now. No. <coughs> no. Them first. That's all we agreed. Okay. One of them is Lydia. Hi. And one of them is Maisie. Hi there! We're actually all together at Lydia's flat having a meal and um, we realised it's probably a good opportunity to like test out having some guests. She's never had guests before, so it'll be interesting to see how we manage it really. And I'm teaching all three of you then, mm-hmm. okay? So, <laughs> girls, food tests. Um, food tests, yes, I'll starve myself all day, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not those kind of food tests. What? Just talking about biochemical tests. Oh, <laughs> this is awkward. So Sarah, she's been taught the formation and structure of three major biological molecules, so carbohydrates, lipids and proteins. And today we're going to cover all of the chemical tests that, that you can use to test for the presence of these food things. Any thoughts on food tests? Do you know what any of them are? Have you ever heard of anything at all, like any chemical tests you can do on food? When I think of the word food test... I think of when they put peanut on someone's arm to see if they're allergic to it. Oh, so like an allergy test? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Not the same thing, but yeah, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like a, like a food test. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard of that, but I like food, so um, I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> There's no actual food. Oh, good. Damn. It's all talk, no food. That's so, like, um... <laughs> You guys probably won't, but you, uh, you, uh, you have to actually learn this about GCSE, and it's pretty much in the same detail, so there's not actually much different to what these students that are... <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to hear in the background my son snoring. I do apologise. Yeah. So, like, now you have to do it, and it's actually a required practical as well, so you'd have to know the details of how to carry out each practical and what the results would be for a positive test. Okay, so should we start with sugars? Because that's yeah. the most complicated mm. one. Let's go for it. To test for sugars, you have to use a reagent called Benedict's. Okay, so remember the name. Benedict Cumberbatch. That might help you remember. Now, sugars, this isn't something that we've talked about yet, but sugars can be classed as reducing sugars or non-reducing sugars. Okay, now the reducing bit isn't important. All it means is that they will donate an electron to the Benedict's reagent and that will cause it to change colour. But you don't have to really know that. 
that's just explaining what that means. So Benedict's reagent is blue. That's its natural colour. If it is in the presence of a reducing sugar or a sugar, a reducing sugar, it will change colour to red, okay? And it's really obvious change. It's like brick red. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So I'm sorry. Josh, no Josh colourblind. Yes. He did this at A level. He had to do right. and he couldn't see the changes. Right, yeah. So he We'll talk a little bit about that at the end. Like he he really about couldn't see it. Because yeah. he was colourblind and he really couldn't see the changes. Yeah. Well that can see that's a massive issue. So anyway, so yeah, it's not massively important what the reducing bit means. Now, reducing sugars are all of the monosaccharides. So the three monosaccharides that we've learned are glucose, fructose and galactose. Now they're all reducing Stephen sugars. Has... <laughs> uh she was making faces across the table at Didier. me. Sorry. <laughs> they're, they're all reducing sugars. And all you girls need to know is that monosaccharides are put together in a chain to make sugars. So sugars are, or carbohydrates, sorry, to make carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are long chains. We call them polymers. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically a repeating unit all along the chain. And the chains are, the chain is made up of what we call monosaccharides. If you put two monosaccharides together, it's called a disaccharide. Di two, mono one. Yeah. Yeah. Does that sort of and make sense? And it's more polysaccharide. Yeah. Does it, is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. So all monosaccharides and some disaccharides are reducing sugars, and you can directly use Benedict's to test for this. All you need to do is just get some liquid form of the food. So you'd have to like mash it down, and probably put it in water and it will just stir it around and it will dissolve a little bit. You add Benedict's and you heat it, and if the Benedict's, if the Benedict's changes colour from blue to red, like a brick red, then that means that there is reducing sugars, there's, there's reducing sugars at present. Now, really, that's what you should be putting in your exam, brick red. That's only if it's a really high concentration. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What if you put rock red? Well, as long as you put the word red, I think you'd be okay. Oh, okay. Yeah? Rose red, cherry red, oh yeah. So blue blue orange. orange. As I was saying, <laughs> as I was saying, jinx. Um, all. <laughs> you can still get a mark if you put a couple of other colours because, like, red means that it's really high concentration, <clears throat> but it might not be a high concentration; it might be lower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you put green, or yellow, or orange, that would also get you a mark because that means that there's lower amounts of the sugars present. But that still might suggest a, a positive result. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah. Trying to identify non-reducing sugars is a little bit harder because they will not react directly with Benedict's. So you wouldn't know if, if they were present or not until you actually did something with it. Does that kind of make sense? Mm-hmm. So do you remember what I said a disaccharide was? Two. Two. Two together, yeah. So the only way to know if they are present in the foodstuff is to firstly... Test with Benedict's to see if it if it's negative or positive. If it's positive, then it's reducing sugar. And you have to yeah. isolate for 14 days. <laughs> if it's negative, <laughs> then it might still be a non-reducing sugar. And you can go back to work. And the only way that you can that Benedict's will react with it is if you what we call hydrolyze it. So Sarah should know what that means. Hydrolyze. Breaking. Breaking, it, breaking down. it down. Yeah. So breaking down the disaccharide into its individual into monos. monosaccharides. Mm-hmm. And then it will react. But how yeah. do you do that? In, very good question. Well, you have to basically use an acid. 
So the typical one that you would use is hydro- hydrochloric acid. Mm-hmm. So you basically just get a little bit of the food stuff that you know is negative with yeah. um, Benedict's. Yeah. Add some hydrochloric acid and that will hydrolyze and it will break the bond. Okay. What type of bond is it between the di- between the monosaccharides? Glycosidic. Yes, well done. Oh, well done. Well done. It's, it's, gli- right. it's glycosidic. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, so that bond will break and the monosaccharides will be on their own. Mm-hmm. And now they're free to react with the Benedicts. So then it's the same again. You add Benedicts, you heat it. You have to heat it. You've got to remember that detail as well. Mm-hmm. You won't get the mark. Heat it. And if it turns brick red or green, yellow, orange you will also get the mark but you know that it must be a, it must have been a non-reducing sugar present because when you tested it first of all it didn't change didn't yeah yeah and there's just a little detail i've left out when you add the acid that will break the bond but benedicts won't react if it's acidic so you have to take that acidity away by adding what we call so- sodium hydrogen carbonate which is like the alkaline opposite and it's probably best to test the pH to make sure it is alkaline. Yeah. The, um, the small intestine is slightly alkaline. It is. Well, that was the difficult one. The rest are really easy. Like, okay, good, because like, I did not understand that. I'm not going to understand you with food in your mouth. <laughs> 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 so that's how you would test for sugars. Okay, And it's really only ever going to be a two marker. I'll talk a bit more about this in a minute. Okay, what reagent are you adding? What do you expect to see? What colour change do you expect to see? That's all mm-hmm. you really need to remember. And, like, identify that. So starch, this is an, an easy one. In fact, they're all quite easy now. If you want to see if starch is present in some foods, like, what kind of food would that be? Bread. Yep. Rice. Yep. Pasta. Yep, yep. So all those sorts of things. Potatoes. You'd just sort of, again, mash them up a little bit. And then you'd put Mashed them in... Mashed potato. You'd put them in like a bit of a test tube or you might put them in like a like a spotting tile a little well. Um, so you add the liquid food, add a few drops of what we call iodine. Do you remember using iodine? Iodine's that brown stuff, brownie, yellowy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we, you would have used it when you were making like slides of onion skin. Do you remember doing that? Yes. No. Yeah. No. Because it stains like, it stains the salt. Can I say something? Yes. I was off the day that they did the eyes... Oh, oh good. Yeah, yeah, I was off that day. And I think they did frog as well, and I was also off on that day. And oh. they did some other thing that could have been heart. I was off on that done. day as well. We've never done frogs. And the very little amount of time I was off, I was off on those two days. I reckon the teacher knew I weren't there. Thank God. And was like, no, we're doing this today. Although I remember having to watch the autopsy video and, like, vomiting. Alien autopsy. No, it was like a live autopsy they put on yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, well, we had to watch this live autopsy thing where they basically, like, was talking you through what they did and they showed you all the organs and stuff. It was disgusting. I've never seen that. Mrs. I'm Sally sure made, it was on... I was like, you can go out the room. And I was like, thank you. I'm sure it was on Channel 4. Like, it was on telly. Yeah. Oh. Years ago. The only autopsy I've ever seen was on the X-Files. Mm. Not the same thing. And no, it was a human. It was a human being. So that would count. Also an actor, Sarah. She was like way in there, she was like something worms, she took it out. Yeah, but the one that was on the telly was actual dead body. It was an actual person that donated their, their body, body to science. science. I'm going to do that as well. And then they can do an autopsy of me on Channel 4. Anyway, so you remember that iodine was yellow. <laughs> yeah. If you add it to food that contains starch, it will turn like a black colour. Like a, okay. a bit, like a dark blue to it. So it's like a blue-black. Starch, you add iodine, turns blue-black. 
If it stays yeah. yellow, no starch. So there's two more. I've got a question. Yep. Where, why would you be looking for starch? Well, I was going to ask, when, when are these actually useful? Like, why, why do people do these tests? For what purpose? Well, like, in real question. life. It is a good question. I mean, in schools, it's, it's mainly just so that, so that kids can carry out practical tests and make observations and collect data and that sort of thing. But really, I suppose one of the most important reasons to do food tests would be for like nutritional packaging on foods, that sort of thing. Oh, like okay, knowing what's yeah. present in the food and roughly amounts. And they can, mm. do, they can do with the tests to then find out an amount. So we've done sugars and we've done starch. Mm-hmm. So we've got two more left. We're going to do lipids, which are actually fats. That's true. Yeah. And then we're going to do protein. And it's fairly straightforward. So for fats, it's an emulsion test. So again, you'd have your food sample, but you'd have to add, and you need to know the order of these and get it right. You'd add ethanol first and give it a shake. That's alcohol. Yep. And then you'd then have to add water. Okay. And give that a shake. And then you're looking for a milky white colour to appear in the tube. So the ethanol will dissolve the lipid because, as we learnt last week, or as we've learnt, um, fats are hydrophobic. Remember? So they repel water. You have to add the the ethanol to dissolve the lipid because it won't dissolve in water. But once it's dissolved, you can add the water and it should form an emulsion. Okay? And emulsions are this white milky colour. Now, you might be tempted to say it's cloudy, but you can't say that in an an A-level exam and get the mark. You can't say cloudy, because it could be any colour and be cloudy. It's like it could be be blue and cloudy. Yeah, like you would be able to see through it. You have to say that it's either (laughs) white or milky, because that would suggest the colour that you would see. If it stays clear, there's no fats. And then with proteins, we do what we call a biuret test. What type of bond is in between amino acids in a protein? Peptide. That's right, peptide. Yeah. So a biuret solution will detect peptide bonds. Therefore, there must be a protein present because that's what holds the amino acids together in a protein. Now, again, biuret is blue. Okay. So you, again, add, add it to some of the liquid sample. It stays blue. There's no protein. If it changes to purple, then there must be di- there must be peptides present. So it must be a, pe- a protein. So you're looking for a colour change of purple. But it's actually like really light blue mm. to a really light purple. So biuret is actually a sodium hydroxide solution with a few drops of copper sulfate to follow it up. So that's just basically the two chemicals that you could say that you could also use. I just want to talk a little bit about how the usefulness of these kinds of tests. Okay. Because these tests are what we call qualitative. Does that mean anything to you? Qualitative. In my knowledge, um, quantitative is number. Yeah. Qualitative is words. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done. Oh my God. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> very good. So these are qualitative because they're based on observations of colour changes. So it's specific to the person that's making that observation whether or not that has happened or not mm-hmm. it's not like taking a temperature that anyone could read off a meter or something like that the qualitative tests aren't always going to give you the best results because they're not all it's not always the case that you can like replicate them exactly which is what you want science tests to do you know mm-hmm. in order to 
prove that you've got valid data. You want to be able to replicate that data or you want someone else to replicate that data, which isn't always possible with qualitative because another person might not see the colour exactly as you saw it. But there are small ways that you can actually turn this sort of thing into quantitative data. It's mainly with the Benedict's test because Benedict's test will actually produce what we call a precipitate in, in the solution which is just like little solids. So that's what the colour is. It's like this like solid has formed in the liquid. So you could actually filter that out and weigh it, and that would give you something quantitative. So you, how much precipitate you had would be how much sugar there was. But you could also use what we call a colorimeter, which involves passing light through the liquid, and depending on how much of that light gets absorbed, will depend on how concentrated it is with sugar. And that would give you like numbers mm. as opposed to just saying, oh, it's red. So I've got three exam questions. I always give Sarah three exam questions to answer. True. Now, with this particular topic area or with this particular knowledge, you're only ever really going to get two markers, nothing more than that. How do you want me to do this? One question to each person or just general answers? General. Don't put me on the spot. So question one. This is a one marker, okay? Can I buzz in? Which test could the scientists use to identify to identify that there are proteins Beep. in white wine? Benedictus. No. That was the last one. Yeah. Yeah, the one with It was the... a B and it's still blue. So Would it be Bayouette's? Yeah, Thank it you. is Bayouette. Well Thank done. You. Number two. Describe a chemical test you could carry out on a food sample to show that lactose is a reducing sugar. Beep. Benedictus. Benedict's. Benedict's. Okay. Does anyone remember the point that I made about when you add Benedict's, what you've got to do to that solution? Got to liquidise it. So it's already going to be liquid, yeah, but you add the Benedict's, then what? Do you have to heat it? Yeah, you've got to heat it. Yes. Well done. What, what colour change are you expecting? Brick, Brick red. red. That's right, well done. Well done. Or it may go green. Yeah, or yellow or orange. And last question. Describe how you would test a liquid sample... For the presence of lipid and how you would recognise a positive result. Maisie's been whispering this to herself. Maisie's got her arm in the air as well. Go. The first one was uh, the ethanol. Well done. And then it was water. Yeah. And then it has. Then it will turn milky, cloudy milk. Yeah, well done. Milky. Yay. Yeah. Thank well you. Done. Excellent. Two marks. Okay, so it is going to be October when this goes out. So we need new wider reading. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't even realise. Yeah. So new wider reading, guys. This is so exciting. We're moving on. I hope you picked out a few episodes of the Life Scientific and like found them interesting or useful, which was good. Mm-hmm. I've got a new podcast for you this week. It's actually one of my favourite science podcasts. It's called New Scientists Weekly. So that's going to be my podcast recommendation for October. It is basically a weekly. Go on. I was going to say that it's a magazine. Yeah. It's a weekly podcast that goes out with the same sort of stories that's in the magazine. Now, I don't have time to read the magazine, but it's I do have time to listen to this. I really, really like it because it just gives you like the current news, like the weekly news. And it always gives you a, a roundup on coronavirus, which can be a bit depressing at the minute. Coronavirus. But it's worth listening to. COVID-19. It's, wow. it's stuff that I just you just wouldn't see in normal news. And it's, it, yeah. it's really useful. It's What's really the second useful. one? Somebody I follow on Twitter was suggesting this book um, called The Body. And it's actually by Bill Bryson, who would normally do travel books and things like that, and really interesting books. 
But this particular book is on the body and it just goes around the body and just tells you interesting facts about the body. Oh, wow. And it's actually really interesting. So it's well worth a listen. I think now we should all say one interesting fact about the body. Maisie, you can go first. Men and women can both get cancer of the breast. That is true. That is an interesting fact about the body. Can you also all make sure that you are checking (laughs) them regularly? Right. Lydia, interesting fact about the body. Um, the stomach is acidic, but the lower <laughs> intestines is an alkaline. Well done. That's mine. That's something that she's learned. This, this learned that today. Episode. And yeah. they're like something like 10,000 parasites on your eyelids or something very similar. <laughs> 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 you do have parasites. You do have those. It's probably like 10,000, but you know what I mean. I'd be like, you can't walk without your big toe. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Can you not walk with a big toe? I don't know. Oh. The the best temperature for the human body is 36.1 degrees. I told you that. And Josh told me that, so that might not be true. What? <laughs> I've been telling everyone that. I think he Googled it. Here's a fact. We have one billion layers of skin. Really? Seven. That was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we have seven layers of skin. Like the seven days it took for God to make the earth. Oh. Yeah. He made the earth in a week. Yeah. yeah well, he made days. everything in seven days. No, but, well, no, but technically, he, he did it in six and rested on one day. Do you remember, about do you remember the, big the song? You know the song? No. Yeah. We were making love by way. <laughs> Actually, I've got a fact that links to Maisie's and is from this book that I'm recommending. You get cancer every day. Sorry? (laughs) (laughs) So every day it's estimated that between one and five of your cells turns cancerous and your immune system captures and kills it. Wow. That's amazing. One day it doesn't doesn't capture it. Let's not talk about that though. What's your fact, Sarah? I already said it. Oh, I missed that. We have seven layers of skin because the God created world in the seven days. That, is that true? That's not true. I don't think that's scientifically correct. No. Anyway, okay. shall I do my roundup? Um, oh, no, that's not the roundup. We as roundup. Always wanted to do. Do you not ever play the Toy Story roundup song? Because that'd be wicked. Are you taking the? You've never that's listened to it, have you? What they do. You've that's never listened to it. Do you really? Yeah. Oh no, I haven't listened to a whole episode. She sings Ray's roundup. We as round up. What line? She did it live once. I'll play it to you once. We as round up. Biochemical tests can be used to test for the presence of sugars, starch, lipids, and proteins. When testing for reducing sugars, you heat the food sample with Benedict's reagent. If the solution stays blue, there is no reducing sugar present. But if it forms either a green, yellow, orange or brick red precipitate, then there are reducing sugars present. You could still test to see if there are non-reducing sugars present. Two, so non-reducing sugars are disaccharides that must be hydrolyzed into their monosaccharides to obtain a result. First, heat with Benedict's. If the result is negative or still blue, add hydrochloric acid and then sodium hydrogen carbonate. Finally, heat with Benedict's again. If it is still blue, there were no sugars present at all. If it changes to green, yellow, orange or red, then there must have been a non-reducing sugar present. For starch, add iodine. 
and if the solution changes to blue-black then starch must be present. If it stays yellow then it is not. For lipids you do the emulsion test, add ethanol and shake then add water and the positive result is a milky white emulsion. If it is negative it will stay clear. For proteins add biuret reagent. If there is protein present the solution will then turn purple, if not it will stay blue. I'd like a takeaway from each of you. So one takeaway from today's episode that you remember. Sarah has to do three for every episode. So now you've just got to do one Now I've each. got to do one. It's so easy breezy for me. And I need to listen to Ria's roundup again. <laughs> <laughs> the F, none, the water, the milky white. Well done. So that's the emulsion test. Testing for lipids. Yes. Well done. If you use Benedictus... Benedict's. Benedict's, it will turn brick red or green. Or if there's sugars present. Yellow, orange, orange, or orange if there's sugars present. Yep. My third, the third takeaway is, when you test for protein, you use biuret, and it goes light purple. Well, it goes from light blue to light purple. Excellent. Thank you very much. Well done. I didn't get a thank you. Or Talk a well about done. bloody teacher's pet. <laughs> If you wanted to contact us, you could do it from these places. teachmescience.co.uk You can tweet at us at teachmebiocast. You can email us at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at teachmebiologycast. And that is if you wanted to send us some photos of your revision. Anything at all, really. Or if you wanted to send us some biology puns. <laughs> or if you wanted to... She was asking for film reviews last week. <laughs> yeah, any film reviews, any interesting movies anyone's seen, uh, anything like that. Well, I suppose what we really want is some form of engagement with the podcast. So if you've actually used our podcast in, in any way to revise it. Send us something that you've done. Say if you've like made a sound model or... If you've used one of our resources and we've got loads of notes all over it, send us what you've done or something like that. Ooh, was that the bell? Yeah, that was the bell, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Off you go. Right, what have you guys got? Food tech. Me too. <gasps> Gotta make sausage rolls for my mum. Oh, I'm, I'm making pasta. I'm making um, Swedish roll. I forgot my ingredients. I've been Sazamats. I've been Riri Corbs. Thanks for listening. I've been Lydia. And I've been Maisie. Bye. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.